Hey now, hey now, hey now, welcome in. We've got a beautiful, look at her, oh my God, a beautiful guest on the porch with us today, bringing us all the scoop from all of the celebrities, um, all of the things that we want to know and and really don't know. So um, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got started doing what you do. Sure. Well, thank you guys for having me on the porch. Um, I go by Sha and my podcast is called Tea Talk with Sha. And basically everything um, that was just said, we talk about tea, trending topics, um, sometimes just different things that I'll see like on the internet, or it doesn't really have to be necessarily like celebrity gossip, but it's mostly celebrity gossip. Um, little things here and there, like we just did those Olympic story, uh, I love scams personally, so sometimes we'll do that. Sometimes we've even done a little bit of true crime. So it's just a little bit of everything. <laughs> right. And how did you get started doing that? Was it just you were watching shows and thought, I want to know what's going on behind the scene and why that happened? Because I know I watch shows all the time, like uh, Power was the main one. It was like, why would they kill off ghosts? What was going on? Like, you know, so I always appreciate people like you who give us the real scoop from behind the scenes and don't leave us just mourning the people mm -hmm. that we have come to love um, season after season after season. So how did you get started doing that? Um, so basically, I started this podcast in the pandemic as just a creative outlet, something to do. Like people that have known me for years always used to call me TMZ because I just love to just get into the tea and the background on things. Um, so it just was like a natural progression. Like I had all this time, I found this app that I could make a podcast for free. And I was like, in the meantime, in between, you know, working from home and being stuck in the house, I'll just start this podcast. And it kind of just blew up from there. Like people actually really enjoyed it and were listening, not just because they were my friends and they liked me, but because they actually liked the podcast. Um, so I started, you know, I continued doing it. We got a few sponsors here and there, and it's really been like now become my small business. So that's kind of how it started. Greatness, greatness. So in 2022, we're going to get to 2023. In 2022, <laughs> what was the biggest story that just brought you I don't know, the most, most kicks and giggles, I guess, being able to dig into and um, find out about that. I know I didn't tell you I was going to ask that question. I'm I sorry. Okay. Um, I, no, um, okay, so I can actually tell you because um, analytics easily tells us, you know, on the other side is podcasters, like which episodes are really um, right. people are connecting with. Krishan and Blueface. I think Krishan and Blueface were, was that sleeper topic um, that I really didn't think so many people were interested in. I remember I posted a reel for it and it got like 10,000 views. I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> guy, I thought he only had one song, you know, but a lot of people really like Blueface, I guess. And then, you know, with her coming from the Blues Girls, uh, I think it was some type of OnlyFans show um, and her just kind of getting into this fight. She lost her tooth. So she then started standing out from the other girls. And then I guess a year after the show premiered, she was still living with him. Um, and claiming to be his girlfriend at the time, he was not claiming her. So it that that story, I think, was the one that I was just like, I don't really get the appeal of it, but <laughs> people just wanted to know what was going on. Yeah, I guess a lot of people were like, I don't get what this is. And even to this day, I mean, they're one of the biggest trending topics um, that it's almost like I have to kind of. <laughs> hold off on when I'm going to talk about it because you could literally talk about it every single week. They're always doing something. So really, is it a reality show or 
So they do have a reality show on Zeus. Um, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to fully cover it because of the domestic violence and stuff. Um, it was just a lot. So I was like, I really can't cover this in good conscience. But they do have a reality show and they did get greenlit for a season two. Um, so I told everybody I would give the first episode a chance like I did with season one. And we'll see what direction they're going in. Hopefully um, her pregnancy will have calmed down a lot of the um, fighting. Um, but, you know. Who knows? I think she'll probably work through the majority of her pregnancy. But I think the last season was only about eight episodes. So they'll definitely get eight episodes before she's due. Okay. Okay. Um, one of my favorite stories that you covered was Wendy and her man. That's moving on into 2020. Um, I remember watching the documentary, if that's what you call it, on Lifetime. I don't know if that's what you, um, the real life show or whatnot. And I thought they were over. I didn't even know that they we're still a couple. Well, I know they certainly are now, but um, moving into it, I didn't know that they had broke up. Can you give me a little insight on that? Like I missed something. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, I love Wendy. Wendy is one of my, like my heroes <laughs> being like always loving gossip and stuff. And so what happened was her and Kevin did file for divorce. Um, Kevin has another family now as this, you know, pretty much publicly known. He has a little girl um, with his new girlfriend. And so Wendy had in her divorce that if she stopped working um, and was unable to bring in a certain income, then the alimony payments that she was paying to her ex-husband, Kevin, would stop. Now, Kevin had been enjoying these payments, I think, a little over two years since the divorce. So he had bought a new home. Um, you know, they were using the payments to make car payments like they were relying on this money, basically. And with Wendy not working anymore, I think she stopped working for the Wendy Williams show at the end or in the middle, the summer of 2022. So she's been out of work now for months and the estate hasn't been paying the alimony payments. And he went to the judge and asked for the payments to be reinstated. And they went through the divorce and said, sorry, we can't. Um so we don't know. I haven't heard anything since then, but allegedly what he said out of his own mouth was that his house was going into foreclosure. He was going to lose one of the cars that they own together as a couple. Um, and that now his um, he's an adult, but Kevin Jr. has been living with him and his girlfriend. So he also asked for help with that. Um, but Wendy also stipulated, you know, in the money that she would give her son that he would have to be in school or working to receive that money. And he's not. So it's basically just coming down to <laughs> what's in the divorce decree and then what her estate is doing. And I think they're doing a good job of protecting her money. I mean, she's a young man and she wants him to be successful and, you know, to kind of be doing something, not just living in a penthouse rent free. I mean, he's a kid, so they'll do that if you allow, you know. So I think it was just in there to protect him and to protect her money and that, you know, they're adult men. They're going to have to work. <laughs> Yep, agreed with that 110%. And another interesting subject that you covered this year was Chris Rock and oh. uh, the comedy show that he did on, was it Netflix Live? Yes, it was Netflix Live. Yeah, well, first of all, that was interesting for multiple reasons, right? This is the first time Netflix has ever done anything live. So as Chris Rock was performing, it was actually streamed to those that watched at 10 o'clock. Um, I think it was Eastern Eastern Standard Time that you could have watched the performance um, live from where he was um, taping it. Now, the thing about this was, as always, I just gave my opinion. I was like, yeah, you know, 
it, I didn't find it to be funny personally. And I also felt like, although this was a good look for him and Netflix, it's like a year later, I really don't want a commentary on the slap. I mean, we literally just had the Oscars again last week. So it was almost a full year um, by the time he got around to giving his commentary on the situation. And I was like, mm, I'm kind of over it. And a lot of people were in the comments, like getting mad at me being over it. And I was just like, okay, like you could be mad, but I didn't find it funny because I really did it because I don't know. It's just something about a grown man getting up on stage and like calling people bees and all that. I just don't really gravitate to that. Like, I just don't find it funny. And then also it's just, you know, the slap was really serious and Will's lost a lot. I'm sure Chris has lost a lot. Like it's been a big event. You know, it was a lot on black people. It was the first time the Oscars was produced by a black producer. Um, that was something that happened in the background and they likely won't ask him to produce it again. So there was a lot of real world implications for the slap. I just felt like the commentary after a year was a little dry for me. Um, but that's just another thing I love to do. I love people to give their opinions. And I really, unless it's something like outrageous, I really don't go back and forth with people in the comments. I just like all the comments, you know, thanks for the engagement. But um, it's more for the other people to give their opinions. I've already given mine. So Absolutely. I saw um, <clears throat> your post on Facebook that said, this is a hate-free zone. Keep the comments <laughs> nice. <laughs> I yes, was like, who's messing with Sean? Nobody messes with Sean. Yeah, that's a perfect example. I actually did a story about the Wades. Um, they received a NAACP award for the work that they've been doing with the trans community um, on behalf of their daughter, Zaya. And somebody commented something really disgusting. And I had to block them and delete the comment. And that's where that post came from. Like, again, the person that commented on the Chris Rock story just had difference of opinion with me. And the comment is still up. I have no problem with that. But the person that commented something hateful, I was like, no, 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 no. We're definitely, I can't let that stand. Um, and what's funny is I think Facebook or Instagram might have deleted it before I even got a chance to. By the time I was reviewing the comments, I, I didn't even get a chance. It was already hidden. So there's just certain things you just can't say. Um, in an open platform that would, you know, entice people to start hating and, and you know, being crazy towards the trans community. So things like that, I have to delete. Other things that it's just your opinion, like I welcome. And it's nice to have a difference of opinion. I don't want to only have my own opinion in the comments. I want to see what you guys have to say about it. That's why I'm talking about it. <laughs> Right, right. And I almost always pretty much agree with what your opinion is. So you said you were talking about the ways and they were doing some things in um, that community. Remind me of the name of the community. Y'all don't fuss at me. I just want to be politically correct. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> transgender, is that right? The transgender community. Yes. They're, um, they're, I think their middle daughter is transgender. Meaning she um, is a daughter that became a son or vice versa? Uh, vice versa. Um, yep, Zaya was born male and um, has transitioned into a teenager, teenage girl. Okay. And it's awesome for them to stand behind um, their daughter like that to jump on board. There's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of people that may have things to say that aren't necessarily nice. <clears throat> it takes a strong parent and a strong family. Um, to stand behind that. So kudos to the waves. Um, mm -hmm. Before we move in, uh, before I keep drilling you with more questions, <laughs> you posted about a, a movie that I didn't even know was going on. I think it's called Swarm. 
Is that right, oh, Swan? Yeah, yeah, so good. I, I, I think I just watched it on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I had like no idea that it was out there. So you guys, when you uh, follow talk, uh, Tea Talk with Shaw, she's going to give you like some good insights on things that you didn't even know was going on. Like I think uh, the Fresh Prince had started again. I had no idea. R. Kelly's second um, thing had coming out and I didn't know anything. So you guys are really going to want to follow her. But the movie um, that you talked about and got me interested in watching, I really enjoyed it. Um you said you talked about the person that made it or the the producer or the director that's behind it and mm-hmm. you you gave us warning that it was going to be a little dark but i thought it was absolutely hilarious maybe that's the dark <laughs> in me um what are more films like that you uh, who is the person that made that and what are some more films that we can go out there and see like that sure so that was produced by um janine neighbors and donald glover and um donald glover has made a lot of these i i think they're kind of comedy horrors but um some people just call them horrors um he did uh i can't think of any of them he just oh he just did nope with kiki palmer um that one was really good it was kind of like uh i think it was a horror slash thriller but it was set in the countryside and it was kind of a mystery she was trying to get to the bottom of this like weird occurrence that kept happening so that one was good um i keep i can't think of the name of the one with all those memes that i've seen but he also and didn't nope i absolutely loved it when they got to the part where he looked up at the sky and said Nope. <laughs> I was I like, was that's it. That's yes, it. I was waiting for that. I was like, somebody's gonna say nope. Is it gonna be him? Is it gonna be Kiki? But yeah, like I think Donald has really cornered the market on scary but funny because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Swarm as well. And I was just like, oh, this is interesting. Like it really speaks to, you know, not just fans of maybe Beyonce or whoever. It was kind of loosely based on Beyonce and um her career. But also just fandoms and how people just really, you know, get outside of themselves when you're talking about their faves. So it was they. He does a good job. Him and Janine um, also. I guess that's his new um, producing partner. But they both do a good job of taking things that are relevant and then putting a spooky like twist on them and keeping everybody interested uh, with the references and stuff that they add into their movies. <laughs> So you took it right out of my mouth. Is this a real reference toward Beyonce, like a real fan, actually? Because I see that they have like actual dates and cities and states. So is this real? (laughs) So actually, this question was asked to the creative team and they said they took a a chunk of time, I think like about two and a half years, and they just tracked down the viral stories that had to do with this celebrity. And they never, of course, named Beyonce by name, but I don't want to give anything away to the people that may want to watch it, but there were a few episodes that I was just like, okay, this definitely happened to Beyonce. So just remembering back to that time, I was like, yeah, something similar to this definitely happened to Beyonce. So if they were going like in that route, now, as far as the murders, I want to be clear about that. As far as people murdering people in the name of Beyonce, I've never heard of anything like that. And I think- Okay, that's what I was waiting on. I was like, oh my God, does this really happen? No, I think I gotta get off the porch. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely something I think that was like part of their creative twists on the stories. But I think they drew from people being obsessed with her to the point where they would do something like that. But I've never heard of anybody like killing in the name of Beyonce. So no. And then I um after you said that, I thought that the whole swarm and reference to to Beyonce and the Beehive. Um, was bringing it all together. I was like, Shadam brought me up on some things. Like I'm, I'm in the know while I'm watching this. I'm not just watching it. I know. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it, it took me by surprise because I was like, how deep are they going to go with this? Because just the promo alone, you could kind of tell, you know, the girl in um, the show was called Nadja and she doesn't look anything like Beyonce or anything like that. But just the way that people were like waiting up online to buy tickets and we all just experienced that with the Renaissance tour. So, I mean, and all of her tours that people are excited to see her perform at. So it, it just was a clear line. But I was like, how far are they really going to go? with the similarities, but I, you know, I think it was pretty close, but it was also interesting that in a couple of the episodes, they flashed pictures of Nicki Minaj. So some people said it was also based on the fandom of Nicki Minaj, who are also very, very, very brutal. <laughs> you know, and there's not anyone out there. I'll take that back. Maybe Winston from Black Panther. Like I, I might pay a good amount of money to go hear him bark. But other than that, I'm not just real you know, up on paying $1,800 for a front row seat, I think, or she paid $4,000, I think, in the movie. Yeah, Spoiler! Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the girl that played um, the main character was absolutely beautiful, naturally beautiful. Um, her the her skin, the shape of her face, like, she was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I loved her. Um, and she did a fantastic job, an absolutely fantastic job. Yeah, I loved her. I mean, she did an interview with Shadow and Act. I think I posted it a few days ago, but um, the Shadow and Act Instagram account still has it on their page. And um, her name is Dominique Fishback. And she talked a lot about being in that main character headspace of just doing something different and stretching her talent as a Black actress that she doesn't always get the opportunity to do something weird and different like this. Because a lot of the time, you know, they're trying to do something that's more, you know, based in Black culture or storytelling narrative or something like that. And she was like, this was just so different that I was like, yes, I can't wait to do it and really, you know, flex my acting chops because the way she was able to play those different characters, I was just like, this is kind of giving me chills. <laughs> <laughs> and to put you in the headspace, I like how a lot of the movies, Netflix, Hulu, um, all of those are coming out with shows that actually make you identify with who is supposed to be the bad character. Um, mm -hmm. Like as in Dahmer and, and things like that. They're putting in, putting the shows together very well and putting you inside their head, which is scary, but entertaining at the same time. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, for Dahmer, I that I did a review on that one as well. And the actual families were speaking out. I never knew about as many times as I've heard about that story that he was actually targeting black and brown communities. I never knew that. Um, and specifically black and brown gay communities. So I was like, that's something I never knew about that story. So each and every one of these little um, pieces, especially things that are biographies like that are just showing the viewer something. On the flip side of that, you know, a lot of people that lived in that community were like, we already live in an under-policed community. It's a poorer community. It's a black community. It's a brown community. I think specifically low Asian or something like that. Um, and they're Pacific Islanders. So it was just like, we're already going through so much. And then to have to deal with a serial killer that nobody cared to really find because we have so many other policing issues going on at the time, we don't want to relive this trauma. Um, and, you know, the people that testified on behalf of their loved ones and their loved ones now being included in the show and being used, you know, their real names were used in the show. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's really a lot of trauma to dig back up. But that was kind of what I said in my review. I was like, this is all true crime. I mean, we all enjoy it. A lot of people like true crime. Um, I like it. I watch it a lot when they have it on Netflix and stuff like that. But these stories are actually real people's stories. Like this really happened to people. Um, and every time they see the headlines, it's not 
entertainment for them. Like this is their real life. So, yeah. you know, that I hated that. I thought about that um, when I watched Candy. I don't remember if I saw a review um, for you on that one, but another one, true story, could be anybody, you know, anywhere. And they're doing a phenomenal job again of, of putting us in the headspace of the quote unquote bad guy. And you do a wonderful job as well. So T-Talk with Shaw has given us everything underneath the sun. They give us entertainment. They give us true story. Um, where do you hope that T-Talk with Shaw goes in the future? You are buzzing. Everyone loves your reels. Even the people that you do the shows on have come and made comments on your reel. I saw on Instagram. I was like, oh, she's getting some attention. So definitely you're, you're out there and you're global and you're getting a lot of people interested. And I thank you very much for that. Where do you want it to go in the future and how can we help? Um, well, thank you, first of all, for saying that. Uh, I really appreciate that. I don't really know where I want it to go. Eventually, I would like it. I would like to get some national sponsors and kind of make it more of a priority. Um, we do one long form episode a week. So it's like one thirty to 30, like 35 to 40 minute episode a week. And then throughout the week, as I can, um, I'll do many sips on different topics. So I would just love to get to the point where I could put out um, consistent content probably three to five times a week, but that would definitely require a national sponsor because of course, you know, nothing is free and, you know, our time is one of the most precious things we have as creatives, especially black creatives. Um, so that's where I would like it to go. And the way you can help is just liking the reels, um, listening to the podcast. If something is interesting to you or you particularly enjoy an episode, um, it'd be awesome if you repost it. I mean, that's really how grassroots podcasts grow, right? Like you found me because probably somebody else posted me or um, posted the podcast or shared the podcast. So really just if you find something that you connect with and you like it, just repost it. That really, really helps a lot because every one of your followers now that watches your story or the sees the post will, will get exposed to the podcast. So that's definitely one of the ways you can help. And then we also have like links for donation and stuff like that, which is also great. Um, but it's more so the sharing that really helps. And we got you covered on that. Tell us your platforms, where we can find you, how we can stalk you and find oh, out everything God. we need to know moving forward. Absolutely. Um, so my Instagram is Sha, and my Facebook page is also Shah. And then anywhere you stream podcasts, you can find our weekly podcast and mini sips completely free um, under Sha. also. So once you know that name, you got you can find us anywhere. <laughs> and are you doing a little YouTube? I'll have to go out and stalk you there. I think I'm oh, following yes, you. Yes, we are doing YouTube. Um, currently, I'm just reposting um, the episodes from the streaming platforms onto YouTube. But hopefully this year, the studio will be done and I can start to do some more lives and stuff like that. And I'll be posting those to YouTube as well. So as the podcast continues to grow, I'll be putting like newer um different content on YouTube. But for now, if you just want to listen to the podcast via YouTube, because it's easier for you, you could definitely do that as well. So you are absolutely gorgeous. Your spirit transcends through the screen. I'm like, I love her. I want to have her come back on the porch again. She's absolutely <laughs> fabulous. And I thank you so much. Um, I really hate that we didn't dig into more about you again, because your spirit is so wonderful, but I do want to give you a chance to talk to the, the young ladies and um, tell them what you would tell the younger Shaw if you had a chance 
to sit down and talk to her knowing now that you know well you already look pretty young so it couldn't have been too far <laughs> too long ago but if you could talk to her what would you tell her to um help her along the way to encourage her um wow advice i'll probably give my younger self is you know don't dim yourself i know for so long people would say like oh like you talk too much or it's annoying and you know, you might not be everybody's cup of tea, but you're somebody's shot of tequila. And it's one of my favorite quotes because some people might not get it. But as you get older and you get more comfortable in your skin, you'll find that a lot of people will get it. Don't stop living um, truly authentically to yourself because that is when you're going to be able to grow and prosper. I couldn't tell you how many people are like, there's no way to do a pop culture podcast when you're an unknown and nobody knows you. And there's tons of people that cover the exact same topics as you every single week. And I love it. I make friends with them. <laughs> we have different opinions and it helps all of our platforms grow. So things like that, um, just don't be discouraged. Just follow your true passion, live in your truth, and you'll find something you connect with. And when you do, you'll you'll know it. Just trust yourself. Yes, I'm going to use that right now at 45. Thank you so much, <laughs> Ms. Shaw, for joining us on the porch, you guys. Thank be you sure for having out. me. Yes, ma'am. Be sure to go out and follow her on all the platforms that she told us about, um, most especially that YouTube. We're going to encourage that and get that rolling. So what time is it? It's time for you to be you, baby, which is absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Don't let nary another individual ooh, tell you anything any different. And if they do, get them right on up out of your circle today. That's Do right. it today. Be strong, <laughs> take care, and be blessed. Bye.